Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and my favorite mouse is still dead. I'm Ben, and I shit my pants on Big Thunder. Oh my god, I watched the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom yesterday. That's right. And uh, we're, we're, we're geared up and ready to delve all right into the 50th anniversary of uh, Walt Disney World. Because, shit, Ben, you were even saying that people that in your, not necessarily friend group, but in the Facebook sphere of yours, that you wouldn't expect to be Disney people were, like, posting about it, right? Yeah, like, at least two different friends of friends I saw that I would never expect to be Disney people were there so one posted about a pretzel a vegan pretzel or something <laughs> ooh <laughs> and actually, uh, I do believe that the pretzels are vegan at Disney World so you know that's yeah the only reason I, I it caught my eye she's like one of those hardcore militant like vegan as a personality type people. Oh, okay. so. oof! As as a vegan, my, I mean, as a oh. vegan myself, that's the worst kind of vegan. <clears throat> but you know, well, actually, now that I think about it, remember there was a running joke you had mentioned it once per podcast, but I don't think that's been the case for a while. Oh yeah, I, I'm behind. So I'm vegan, as a reminder to everyone. Um, so there's that. We're throwing that out there right up top. Just getting that one right out the way. And uh, welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks, everyone. The podcast where we review infestations of enthusiasts or other kinds. And uh, uh, we're back with a uh, with a guest this week, as you heard in the intro, which is exciting. Because um, depending on how you look at it, I'm going to go with fortunately, <laughs> but perhaps unfortunately, neither Ben or I were available to be at uh, Magic Kingdom for the 50th. <laughs> so, uh, but we, we're we glad you're here because I know not only were you there, but you were like stoked to Welcome be there. to the worst role. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys were, are both in different states, so you guys had a good reason not to be there. Well, I know that didn't stop a lot of people, you know, but um, I, well, I, like I told you, you know, a lot of live streams. Wait, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just going to say, I, so I was talking about this before, how I already I thought Disney already had a 50th anniversary. I feel like Disney has an anniversary every single year. I know that's what it feels like. Like to where it was like Disney 50th. I was like, is that it? I was like, did they just do that last year? But. I know. I know. A lot of it's probably just cash grabs. Yeah, it's a, it's another reason to release limited edition hoodies and yes. uh, spirit jerseys. It's propping up. Uh, it's like basically, like you were saying, it's like cryptocurrency. Yeah, Disney merchandise is, is basically cryptocurrency. <laughs> we'll get into that. It's it's like you can you can uh, definitely speculate. On what merchandise and the and the thing is that's crazy, as was proven yesterday, 
it doesn't even have to be merchandise. You can just simply get a map. <laughs> yes. And turn around and boom, 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So before 9 a.m. yesterday, people were selling maps on eBay for $100. Before you know 9 a.m. Do you know if any of those actually sold? Um, Drew, the intern actually texted me saying he bought one for $20. Okay. I mean, I guess 20 seems reasonable. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I'm going to look it up quick. I feel like 20 is about the most I would ever pay for a theme park map under any circumstance. Yeah, I, I feel 20 is a good value. I would have gotten him one for free, but he didn't ask me. Um, Dude, but, they're on, yeah, I feel 20. They're on eBay for $8. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, when I was looking before lunchtime, I didn't see it one below 50. But that, but then more maps became available, more people took maps as they walked out. So now there's more available. I mean, I, yeah, I even see one for $4. Okay. Yeah, because here's the deal. They overprinted them, so there's a bunch of dumpsters that were dived into. <laughs> right. Because Disney, Disney knows they're not going to hand those out any other day, but they just dumped them right into the trash. Right. So some advantageous and smelly people in the Orlando area found the dumpsters. <laughs> now, they're normally like, once a year, there is a special map. Um, if we flash back to 2016, Magic Kingdom 45th, 2017, Pandora opening, 2018, Animal Kingdom 20th, 2019, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And now 2021, the Magic Kingdom 50th. So there's a map every year. I like to think that you have them nicely displayed in like a frame with a little placard under each. <laughs> they are in a large Tupperware box under my bed. That's, that is exactly how I had most of my theme park maps. <laughs> yep. Yeah, actually, so I still had my loot of park maps and stuff until this year and when i went home to my parents house and they were like you got to clean this shit out or take it home so i just <laughs> I, I ended up tossing a lot of it because it's like oh yeah a world's a fun map from 2008 okay this could go for 10 bucks in 20 years yeah, right remember um the, the sentimental value ben <laughs> <laughs> I kept like ticket stubs. I kept, for some reason, I kept uh, ticket stubs from Adventure Dome and Desperado. Well, uh, I mean, that's good in case you ever really need to prove where you were on uh, August 15th, 2013. <laughs> I think it was March 8th of 2009, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I was there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you guys have known each other for that long. Oh yeah, no, we've been we've been buds for fuck like thirteen, fourteen years now. Oh cool. Oh seven ish. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that long, but then it's just like, oh fuck, we're older than we'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so um how what tell us tell us the journey. How did you how did this all come to be? Because I like it's not every fucking day or year that the fiftieth at Walt Disney World comes around. So, like, what kind of planning went into this whole ordeal? Sure. So, 
Um, as, as you guys know, um, I'm mostly a SeaWorld and Busch Gardens fan. I don't go to Disney as much, but I just bought a pass um, in September um, when they became available again. So I'll be going a lot more now that the 50th has started and pass members get my passes again. And I've been wanting to go to this day for over a year at least. And in January of this year, I knew that um, I knew that it was going to be hard to get a reservation. I knew that everyone was going to want to be there on the big 50th. Past number reservations already been filled. So that's when I bought a single ticket for $158 and made a reservation for Magic Kingdom on October 1st. And I knew that there would be maps. I knew that a lot of Twitter, social media people were going to be there. I knew a lot of friends with passive reservations that were going. So I wanted to go too. And I'm really glad I did. So you went above just the the pass and you were like, I'm, I'm going to fucking be there that day, no matter what. Yes. So the plan was to per- upgrade the money, like contribute $158 to an annual pass on, on October 1st. But then I found out that that wasn't possible since there were no pass reservations available yesterday. So it couldn't be done. But I just, I, I had fun anyway. Still what I went to. We'll, we'll get well, into I mean, it. to be um, fair, I think, um, you know, if you if you sell a map and a poster, you might be able to make up your losses. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially with that poster. The poster, um, you can only get when you were exiting. So those are going to be a lot more hard to find and a lot more expensive on eBay because you can only get one as you're leaving. It's not like with the maps where you have two people here, two people there, and you can go up to each person back and forth. You can only get the map as you are leaving. So you have to leave, go back in, leave, go back in, but they wouldn't give you another map, another poster if you already had one. So I saw people holding posters outside. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, like, the... I saw it. It looks like it's a really beautiful artwork. Oh, it is. Yes. And if I was you, I wouldn't get rid of the one I got. Oh, I never will. Never. Yeah. I would, I would probably go grab a a frame at Michael's or something and throw that up on the wall. Yeah, I probably will. Um, Now that I really had a great time yesterday and I'm kind of like getting into that Disney magic again, I'm thinking of doing that. And also your recent first time homeowner? Oh yes, yeah, I bought a house last year, so I yeah, don't have to put up like an apartment or rental house. I mean thing. that's that's perfect. Help decorate yes. the walls. Right. Like, the, wall, the walls just got painted in September. Yeah, so I think that's that's a like a fantastic souvenir. Yes. I used to like posters when I was a kid. They were mostly like um band posters because you know i grew up in the late 90s right that was what was popular then you'd go to the mall you'd get whatever the hell i had icp um but you know they'd be slipknot or megadeth whatever (laughs) you remember that that's a real relic of the 90s they'd be like the poster it was like a book almost and they'd be in those metallic pages that you'd flip Right, yeah, I remember, well, yeah, or magazine full spreads. Yeah, like and those CDs, like in CD cases, the posts were coming out too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like, that seems like a super 90s thing now. It doesn't seem like right. um, posters like that. Like, um, I've seen at concerts sometimes now they're printing specific concert posters, which I think is really cool. Right. 
Um, do, you, but, do you remember when Six Flags used to have the? It was almost like they had two different maps. There was the park map, and then there was the like the cartoon map that was more of a poster. No, I never knew that. Yeah, that was one season in 2006. They gave out poster size maps. Oh, okay. They were really cool, and they were very cartoony, but they were very cool. But it okay. was only the one year that was um, what was that? Six Flags, like fortieth um, for the company, something like that. Yeah, because I randomly found one of those, and I'm like, I don't know why I never found this before. Like, why I don't think of the keep these before, but yeah, I remember that. I thought they had one when Superman opened. If I recall correctly, it was just 2006, <laughs> but all the parks gave them out that year. That's cool. Yeah. My first visit wasn't to at Six Flags wasn't until Great Adventure in 07. Okay. And are you from Florida? Yes. I am born and raised in Tampa. Okay. With Bush Gardens being my home park. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to go you need to go at the right time. Yes. I, I recommend going on a weekend. More things are open, more stuff is going on. I always take people on weekends when it's busier and everything's everything's open. For sure, for sure. No, I'm I'm just saying like Florida is a is a land onto its own. Although yeah. the greater Orlando area is kind of uh not really representative of Florida on the whole. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I I understand that. I think once you're maybe like an hour north or south of that area then it's more like that's real florida right yes <laughs> you're like whoa <laughs> yeah because in orlando you have so many um hotels theme parks all the restaurants everything tourism and hospitality related but once you get like outside of um like north of tampa or like east outside of orlando then you see like what florida actually is a lot of yeah, green open it- space Beaches. Yeah, and there is some nice stuff in Florida, but there's also like, you know, I always, I always think that the state flag could be a dude wrestling a gator while smoking a cigarette. Because huh. <laughs> there's, there's so much Florida like energy in that imagery. <laughs> I've actually seen a gator crossing the road. Like, that uh... is. That's the most Florida thing that's ever been said on this podcast, yes. <laughs> without a doubt. I always see, I always think that whenever you see a Florida plate anywhere else in the country, it's usually characteristic of either a really beat up car that's barely held together, yet surprisingly <laughs> crammed full of shit, <laughs> or, or they're driving, or they're like parked in the, or they're parked in an inconvenient spot with the hazards on. <laughs> or or like going the wrong way on a one way. Like, seriously, <laughs> like like two days ago, uh we have there's a one way downtown in Denver, and sure enough, like there was a Florida plate going the wrong way. And not like <laughs> and not like they went the wrong way, realized it, put the hazards on and pulled over and tried to make a U-turn. They were just like barreling down the wrong way. Oh <laughs> you know, Everyone says, like, I-4 is a horrible place to drive on and it's dangerous. People call it Die-4. I've actually been in two I-4 car accidents in my life. But I think I-4 is just as unsafe as any other road. Well, here's the thing about I-4. 
I don't think the Florida drivers are to blame. I think it's the fact that you get drivers from all over the fucking world. <laughs> yes. And they're all like, trying I to think... r- r- rush the gate for open too. And right. they're like crying kids. The kids just shit their pants, you know, and they're I like, think it's <laughs> like, like literally like MCO is like fucking that's like the hub of car accidents on I four. So like the closer you are to there, the more likely you are to get into like an accident with like some fucking British family who it's their first time driving on this side of the road (laughs) or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like, I normally stay away from the MCO area because of that. That's, that's why I think I four is dangerous. I think there is some legitimacy to it, but it's not, necessarily just the florida driver's fault (laughs) you get people from all over and there's shitty drivers all over and just like going to disney world it's like you know it's not necessarily the best and brightest who are coming to visit disney (laughs) world (laughs) right yeah so it's not necessarily the best drivers (laughs) i feel like yeah i feel like disney is just full of families who maxed out their like shitty Capital One card with twenty eight percent interest. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, like their entire vacation is on that one Capital One credit yes. card. Yes, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, listen, stop crying, sweetie. It was either this or college. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm very lucky that I live about an hour and a half away from Disney, so I'm so lucky. My family has never really had to save our entire life savings we can go to disney orlando whenever we want so did like have you been going to the parks your whole life yes for sure for sure so like you you were like just became a a park person just by like proximity right so yeah by proximity um she grows the coaster that made me a coaster enthusiast I just always thought it was the coolest thing. It was the only coaster in the country at the time that was um, the vertical dive coaster with a holding brake. And that, that just always amazed me. I remember my parents take me to Bush on like a Friday after school and I, I was doing nothing for three hours except riding Shikra. And, and, then, and I, then they started taking me to, um, to Universal and SeaWorld. And then, then I started working in the parks. Um, I worked at SeaWorld and Bush Gardens in the past um, and Universal as well. And I don't work in the parks full time anymore because um, I, I got a medical job that pays a lot more money. So now the parks just a hobby. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Unless you really, there's people who have that like that passion where it's like this is what I have to do. But then there's others that are like this has to be something I can enjoy doing. And if right. that's the case, then it's like I got to figure something out. <laughs> Yeah, that was my goal. I wanted to um, be in theme park management. Like, I went to UCF Rosen College for hospitality management, the concentration on theme parks. And six years later, I regret that. And I wish I never went to school there. And I wasted my college degree. Well, did you learn anything interesting? I did. I met some great people going there. And I learned some great things, had some great instructors. I'm so glad I went there, but I can, wish I went to school for like medical or business. Can you like point out how like parks are operating inefficiently when you're there? You're like, man, my fucking 
you know, uh, my efficiency teacher wouldn't have stood for this shit. <laughs> yeah. All the time I can go to a park and like, that, that's not how it's supposed to be done. That employee is not checking the restraint properly all the time. It's like, there are going to be more employees here. This line's too long. Yeah. I don't tell anyone when I go, I don't tell anyone that. I just think about that. But I understand there's staffing issues. There's a lot that's going on. So I don't really say anything. I just, I'm just happy to be at the parks and I just put up with everything. I just basically put up with everything. For sure. Well, I feel like you could be a consultant. Yeah. I have a friend that's actually a consultant um, at that theme park company in Ohio. And I know he loves working there. Like, that'd be awesome. Seems like you've got the credentials for it. So, Thanks, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe something to think about if you ever want to try to parlay back into that industry. Yeah. I applied for the, I, so I applied for a job at Premier Rides to work in their social media market and marketing department. I, I didn't get it. Hey, you got to apply to, you got to at least try. Worst yes. case, they say no, you know? Yeah. And they're super cool people. I mean, I talk to my app every year. Like they're, they're super awesome. And maybe something will come down the line because they have offices in St. Petersburg. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, keep trying and, yeah, absolutely. Connections is everything. Yes. So uh, speaking of connections, we like to talk about how small of a community the roller coaster world is. And that uh, it seems like in a way, as it's expanded, it's also gotten smaller. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, it. It, yeah. Right. And so like, I think to prove that point, Yesterday at the 50th anniversary, to me, it seemed like at least 75% of the crowd were like vloggers and live streamers. Okay. So I definitely want to answer this. Uh, first of all, I have a lot of friends with YouTube channels. I'm not going to say a lot of negative things about them. Um, some of them may go ahead, just don't mention my this. name. <laughs> uh, some of them is their side job, some of them is their actual job. Um, and all the, the ones that I am friends with, I do like to watch their channels. There's actually a few on uh, 50th anniversary vlogs that I'm going to watch later list. But there were so many cameras. So I saw six vloggers that I know. But in addition to those six, I saw at least 15 to 20 more people with their gimbals or their GoPros or their phones. Yeah. Oh, There's geez. a lot of 50th anniversary vlogs from both Epcot and MK on YouTube today. Yeah, and like that, like it just seemed because I watched live streams most of the day yesterday. Okay, and every I don't know, maybe hour, and we were flipping around to different ones. They were running into other vloggers or other live streamers saying hi. Oh, hey, it's this guy from yes. this channel. Oh, hey, it's this family from this <laughs> channel. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> a lot of bloggers and like social media people seem to know each other. Um, I actually do work for a Facebook page, so I get to go to media events sometimes. Um, so I see a lot of that's how I know a lot of people. And yeah, we, we're all friends most of the time. There are some enemies in in the vlog, in the vlogging world, but most of us were, were were friends. I'll tell you the truth. To me, as an outsider, it seems extremely clicky yes but 
to be honest, that's how most of the coaster enthusiasts are too. So I think the only thing I see with the vloggers and anyone who's a social media presence is that you have to be on 24 seven. And it's, I feel like it's a lot of times you're not really getting full genuine connections, especially if you're on camera. Cause everything is about appearance and like yeah. reputation. It seemed that some of them weren't even enjoying their day. They were so busy talking to the camera. It's like, it, I, yeah. I, I'm glad that the page that I work for um, isn't Disney focused. So I didn't really have to do much yesterday. Like I actually enjoyed myself and we'll, we'll get into everything. But Zach, I know you said that you didn't see any kids there. Yeah. That's I actually agree. noticed uh, from most of the videos. It seemed like most of the people there were adults that didn't have kids with them. And that's not a judgment call or anything. It's just seems strikingly bizarre for Disney. World. <clears throat> Well, everyone that had uh, everyone that went yesterday had a reservation at least six months ago. So I don't think these adults are going to take their kids and try to get a reservation for what they think is going to be the busiest day of the year, which was hardly busy at all. And we'll get into that. That almost like highlights the downfall of our society: the fact that something that's designed for families and kids is just adults pleasuring themselves in a way. Cool. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, there's no, almost like... And on camera, none, nonetheless. <laughs> and I mean, like, not not that it's, it's like what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with adults enjoying Disney. But the fact that there's no kids at the 50th sort of shows that the whole industry is sort of backed on adults. Which is kind of interesting because it's like, whether that's low birth rate or... Or, like, families who do have kids can't even afford to go to Disney anymore. It's kind of weird. And I don't know. Yeah, I'll, a little I'll be sad overall. That. Now that I have a pass, I'll be going, like, once or twice a month. I'll be paying attention to that more to see if, to see if there's more kids there. Um, I don't know anyone that's been, like, priced out. Because I have a lot of friends that are cast members and, or they have annual passes. So I don't really know anyone that's been priced out. I see people on the Facebook pages all the time saying, I'm not going yet they go anyway. Yeah. Well, like what's interesting. Yeah. I and mean, like what's interesting is like it obviously makes sense for Disney to um, to target their audience to who has the most money. Right. Because right. Disney's trying to Disney's a business, but it's kind of interesting and sad that their major profit stream is adults. I don't know. With without kids. And yeah, because of not, that, and because of that, I because of, and because of supply and demand, if you actually have a kid, you can't afford to go anymore. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that it's not like adults be driving it like by proxy yeah. for children, basically. Right. That's like adults being like driving like all this demand. Although <clears throat> maybe that was a calculated move, because think about it. They had all these vloggers there on the, the 50th anniversary that is going to go for at least 18 months. And I say at least because until it actually, until 18 months comes and they say it's over, that shit ain't over. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they basically kicked that entire 18, minimum 18 months off with a thousand free commercials. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Like a thousand or more. You know, who knows how many? 
free commercials. They like if you know if it's true that seventy five percent or so of the crowd was vloggers or you know whatever, that's more free publicity than they could have purchased. Right. So, you know, on that end, maybe smart business move. I don't know. Hard to say. But a 10-year-old child is not going to know that October 1st, 2021 was the 50th, nor is he or she even going to know if that's anything special is going to take place that day. Right. But if, but if a 10-year-old has their parents' iPhone and they're on YouTube... Oh yeah, you know what I mean. They see all they see like the spike of new video content at Disney. It might be like, I want to go to Disney. Now I'm curious about maybe was there anybody there who was there on opening day? Yeah. Okay. So I did tweet um, a button that someone made. I'll go to my gallery right now because I thought this was so cool. Okay. He had a button. It said, "It says I was there ten one seventy one with a trombone on it because he was part of the opening day band." Oh wow, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he never worked for the company besides the band, but I thought it was really cool. Um, he 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 had buttons for him and then his wife. That's really cool. Yeah. By the way, there were no buttons yesterday. It was just the maps and the posters. Man, they're really cutting costs every chance they can. Yeah, it was surprising because Epcot 35 had buttons and Magic Kingdom 45th had buttons. And really, buttons don't cost that much, especially when you're charging $158 fucking dollars to get right. in. Yes. A button, if you're printing them in mass like that, they probably cost, what, like, less than a quarter a piece? Wasn't uh, that one picture where it showed people reselling shit? So that wasn't buttons then? That was probably like... Probably pins or shirts. So the merchandise yesterday consisted of shirts and pins. There were thermoses and jackets, mostly. And so did you see anybody explicitly like reselling stuff right there? No, I did not. I saw a lot of pictures on Facebook and in the shitposting group about um, people going through and trying to sell everything on their phones and organizing their merchandise on the ground. I did not see any of that. My friend put a map on eBay for $200 as a joke, but that was it. (laughs) I want to, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, um, have you ever seen that video of the people at like a Black Friday sale fighting over TVs? Yes. And then it's like the proud to be Amer- proud to be an American song. Okay, so we're gonna get into this. Yesterday there was a face, there was a video on Facebook in that what grinds my Disney ears Facebook group. There were two parts, part one and part two. Part one got shared to the posting group. Part two, someone said, "You took it out of my backpack." <laughs> it was great. Yeah, you know what was so funny about all that that happened in the Emporium yesterday? All of it's going to be there for 18 months. The cast member outside even said on the microphone, all of this is going to be here for 18 months. None of it is going to be gone after today. It's telling because meanwhile, now I heard the lines for the rides were just minimal. Yeah. So that's what we wanted to bring up. Everyone was so focused on getting to the Emporium, holding a spot um, in the hub for the new fireworks show, getting into the big top souvenir shop, which did have the day of merchandise, 
which all sold out by noon except for the pins. Um, so because of that, and then I'm sure that a lot of people went in the morning just to the opening ceremony and then probably wanted to come back for the fireworks. No one was there for the rides, which no one really thought. I was actually expecting this to be like New Year's Eve crowds where you have helicopters over World Drive getting filming the line from the tolls that's a mile long. None of that. It, it was one of the best days I've ever had at Disney. I got Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, Big Thunder, Jungle Cruise, all done yesterday. Holy shit. Now, I know Fast Pass or Disney Genie Lightning Lanes is not available yet. So right, right, yeah. the queues were probably, the standby queues were just probably moving pretty quick, oh, too. Space, Space Mountain. I've been on Space Mountain about two and a half years. That was the fastest I've ever waited at, even with Fast Passes in like Walked right up the whole time, and then got right on. Even the after-hour parties, you don't get up. You don't get right on the Space Mountain. Yeah, I. I so speaking of that, I almost wish that um, parks would have fast lane, fast pass. You know, whatever, like blackout days, because oh yeah, like like especially at a Six Flags or a Cedar Fair park, it would just be like his thing. Like for example, Millennium Force or I don't know any three train coaster. It's actually kind of fun to wait in those lines when it's moving super quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. And now with like fast lanes, or forty percent of the train is do- devoted to like a fast lane system, right. it it just fucking crawls. Or like dragster, right? Station one is all on um, fast lane. Station two is all regular. I yeah. go insane. Luckily, yeah. I had fast lane when I was there in August. I go insane in the regular line. See yeah, all those people in the line going so slowly. Yeah, that's for me. That's like killed a lot of theme park experiences for me. It's just yeah, I don't know. Sucks. Exactly. <clears throat> so, um, Zach, you and I were talking about the lack of anything special yesterday. Um, so everyone was there at like six a.m. I got there at six twenty. I oh, you were late. <laughs> I left my house at four fifty. Parked at oh, six twenty. God, but then I still had to wait at the TTC for my friend to get there at like six forty-five. So by the time I got the hair, um, the the gates of Magic Kingdom opened at six, and but there was no opening ceremony the whole time. Um, there were some firework blasts, like seven twenty, seven thirty. That was it. Um, seven fifty five was when some characters came out, and then that was literally it. There was no speech from like Bob Iger or Bob Chapek that everyone was expecting. Nothing saying this is the start of the most magical celebration. There was nothing like that. Like I was hoping for all the original cast members from fifty years ago to be on stage or something. There was nothing that. Yeah, I I got a sense of that from some of the stuff that I had seen. That there it was just a lot of people standing around waiting for something that never happened. Right. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. And you're talking about fireworks blast. Now I saw a couple of these on video. You're talking about literally uh, like no context, just a firework goes off from the castle, right? Exactly. Yes. It happened multiple times the morning before seven 30, no music, no speech, no characters, no nothing, just out of nowhere. Boom. And then back to zero. Correct. I've never been to Magic Kingdom that early to know if that's a typical thing or not. So I don't know, but it was just weird to have fireworks with nothing else. So, all right. Now, this is what I'm curious about. <clears throat> Nothing's happening. 
castle explodes. Does everybody, is there a sense of like, oh shit, something's going to happen next? Yes, yes. Everyone screamed when those fireworks went off and then nothing happens. <laughs> so then you all wait and then presumably something between 20 to 45 minutes passes and yeah. another firework goes off. Exactly, yes. I was standing there for a good half hour yesterday at least. I got some pictures, um, got some pictures with like the circular October 1st sign chatting with a couple of friends I knew there. So I, I wasn't wasting my time. And then it was like a stampede. You can see the video on vlog, Mickey. The cast members opened up the hub and then everyone dashed to the front. It was like running into the balls. I, and then there was someone that got stamped, um, that, that got stampeded on and there were paramedics that had to bring a gurney in the, in, in the Oh my they, God. Yeah. But they told someone who told someone else who told me that it was because of dehydration. That makes sense. Okay, now, at this point, I'd like to remind everyone, we're talking about Disney World, not like a music festival or like, you know, fucking One Direction concert or some shit. No, this is Disney World. So (laughs) you all rush towards the stage. And I should add, everyone has a camera, cell phone, gimbal, or some type of camera. And now at this point, with everyone rushing towards the stage, it's safe to assume, now, this is all adults, obviously. Yes. (laughs) So we've got a bunch of adults crowded around the castle stage. I'm sorry for laughing. It's just... (laughs) And then nothing happens, right? Right. Nothing happened until the opening show at 7.55. So... So you guys are all standing there, and then there's no fireworks, no music, no characters, nothing. And then what happens? Then the regular show starts from about 75 to 77, where uh, we have like Mitty, Mickey, Donald, um, Goofy, a couple other characters I'm not aware of, and then a couple other cast members in non-costumes, waving, doing a dance. Then the fire will off one more time, and then that's it. Now, from what I saw in the videos, that show ends, and then there's still this big sense amongst the crowd of, like, something else is going to happen. Yes. There was a big sense, and that's why everyone got there so early at 6 in the morning, because everyone wanted to see the welcome speech, but there wasn't one. And then by 8 o'clock, that's when everyone headed over to whatever rides they were going to. Right. So the park opens at eight o'clock. We're at seven fifty-seven. Mickey and Minnie and the the Fab Five and the the opening dance numbers just finished. And there's just this. It must have been probably at least, from what I saw, it looked like at least like twelve hundred people. Oh, there were thousands yesterday. Like, yeah, just like crowding into that castle stage area. Yes. Music ends. And just this sense of, all right, there has to be something else now. Right. And then at what point is it that people just like realize like, shit. I think by 802 to 803. They're headed into Tomorrowland. But once all the characters went back into the castle and then no one was coming out by, like, 8.02, I think that's when everyone realized that nothing else was going to happen. 
And and just for clarity's sake, you're like somewhere in the middle. Okay, so, so I, I how dense is the, the crowd? Okay, all right. So how yes. dense is the crowd around you? I couldn't move. No one could move. Once you had a spot, you were stuck. And then so, so the you're elbow like elbow to move. elbow. Oh, it's elbow to elbow. Oh, good God! All right, yeah. so this this whole mass of people just stands there for over an hour, and essentially nothing happens. Yes. Oh, I should also add that when MK opened at six o'clock, the line to get in the Main Street Cinema was at least an hour and a half to get merchandise. Then the line for the Emporium was at least another hour to get merchandise. Good God. So at what point does the crowd start, or do you not even wait to see the crowd disperse? You just decide to bail. I just decided to bail around 8.05. But the, the crowd is mostly still intact, just kind of aimlessly waiting? Yes. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, did they have, so did the park did the park have a schedule or anything? Did they announce like uh, showtime anything? No, so a good idea would have been to have like um, a schedule of the entrance. Um, and before the closure of last year, that you would always get a map, and then you get like a white paper with a schedule on it. That was the thing you got. Just you got just the map. Because now everything's online. But yeah, there was no schedule of anything special. Fiftieth, even at Epcot thirty-five, there was a speech from some. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Von Liger. Even at Epcot 35, there was a big speech then at like nine in the morning. Well, now I did hear some speculation, and I'll I'll uh, I'll give a plug because I like his channel, Mickey Views. Yeah, well, he's great. I saw him yesterday. Yeah, no, he seems like a good kid. So uh, we'll give him the plug, Mickey Views. He was saying that he thought the reason there was no big celebration is because since it was really only Disney fans there. They didn't want to bring out like Chapek in front of everyone and risk a sour reaction. Oh yeah, which made a lot of sense to me. Okay, yeah, I'm watching. So I'm watching the opening stuff on one of these YouTube videos, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of cameras, lots of cameras. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't. So where where do you head to? Uh, Space Mountain. I got a All couple right. of in Tomorrowland, and then did Mind Train, and then just hung out with some people, and then uh, they got did lunch at Cosmic Rays at ten fifteen a.m. Holy shit! Did yes. you eat with them? No, because I had a big breakfast at the TTC. Okay. And oh, speaking of ordering, it, it was really bad yesterday. So. My friends Matt and Tate, they were they mobile order, and once they checked into the restaurant, we were still waiting over twenty minutes to get our food. Um, his phone told him go to Bay Six, so we went to Bay Six, and there's still fifteen to twenty people ahead of us, and it's like one person every two minutes is getting their food. Oh wow! So mobile order yesterday um, was really bad. And then at Casey's Corner, some of the people that I was with. They were waiting over 30 minutes to get their food after they clicked I'm here. Oh, shit. I don't know if that was just for today's. Um, one, Someone said that he was told by a cast member it's just for today because everyone's mobile ordering and it's just slowing things down. So I actually didn't order any large entrees. I just got some quick service and that's all I did. And then my friend got me a soda and I just gave him the money um, and he ordered for me because he was ordering food anyway. For sure, uh, for sure. 
I just, I, I was not the deal about Warrior yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, um, I saw a little bit of that in some of the videos I had seen too. Um, one of the videos I saw, the party was waiting 45 minutes for their food after the app had told them that the food was done. You gotta show this video later. I don't watch that. Wait, what is that? Um, yesterday, like for mobile ordering food, yeah, there was a party in the video, and uh, Michael was just saying his friends experienced a similar thing where the the app will tell you when your food is ready to be picked up. Oh, gotcha. So they're waiting in line after it already says it's ready. And they ended up waiting 45 minutes yeah. after it said it was ready. Oh, okay. I think maybe it's just because the park was like full to capacity. So everyone got the merchandise or everyone got what they wanted. So they just wanted to get food. Maybe that's my guess. Yeah. And I saw a couple things. I saw that Disney had shut off the Wi-Fi in the park at a certain uh, point. Oh, I don't know that. And I also, I think that might've been because of the amount of live streamers. <laughs> yes. Um, and I also saw that they had stopped park hopping. Yes. So we'll get into that too. Um, that's like, that was like around four o'clock. So everyone that I knew that I was with knew that it was going to happen. Cause... So what, what part of your day are you in? Cause I know their, their operating schedule for the day is 8am to I believe 10pm. 11. 11. Okay. And yeah. you've been there since just around six. Yes. So, 4 p.m., what, what part of your day are you in? Are you winding down? I was winding down, sitting in the air-conditioned Casey's Corner with, other, with my friends eating. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm just looking, and then we finally got into the um, big top around 5 to get to check out all the, what was left, the 50 merchandise. Sure, yeah, no. Uh, did you, it, was there like a virtual queue for that? Yeah, so there was a virtual queue. The virtual queue for the big top was full by 7 a.m. Because you so have to what, go to the big top, which was in um I think it's in I think it's in Fantasyland. I'm not sure what land it's in. But yeah, the big top circus circus gift shop, you had to go there, scan a QR code, and then go to a link to reserve your spot in line. And then no one could do that after like 7 or 7 30. And so everyone kept checking back, checking back, and then around 12:30 was when I was able to get a spot in the virtual line. And I finally got the text message at 5 p.m. saying you can enter. So your your queue was four and a half hours to go into a store. Yes, once I finally got a spot in the queue. Oh damn! So you had to keep refreshing for what was that then? Uh, approximately four, three, four hours. So I actually didn't do any refreshing. The refreshing, the person I was with did it all, and when he was able to get to reserve a spot, he just told me to reserve a spot. So yeah, for sure. Okay, so all in all, you're talking. This was like a full day affair just to try and get into the store. Oh, yes. If you wanted to get in that store to, to check out the day of merchandise, an all-day affair, if you were not, if you did not enter the park by like 6.30 and run to the store, then you would not get in. Then you would not get in unless you plan to stay at the park till at least 5 or 6 in the, in the evening. Okay, so, you know, you're done at Casey's Corner. You get to go check it out. Now, is I'm assuming it's pretty picked over by the time yes. you get there. Okay, so once you finally do scan it, you still have to wait in another line that is made with, like, masking tape. And you have to, like, go back and forth and zigzag. So once you finally scan in, it's still another 15, 20 minutes just to get in the store. And then when you finally get to the store, all the day of merchandise is gone, with the exception of the pins. 
Um, all the all the merchandise in there is regular merchandise that'll be there for the next eighteen months. Damn. Spoiler alert to those people that are listening. If you know a cast member, all the pins are going in cast connections next week. That's how you get all the all the pins from today. And from what I've heard, cast members aren't even getting their discount on the fiftieth anniversary merchandise. Right? Yeah. Cast members get it without cast members. Yeah. No. I mean, and that's 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 a bit insulting. I gotta say. Yeah. You know, if you're out there working all day, at the very least, you should be able to buy the merch commemorating it, you know, at at a discount. But, you know, I think obviously, based on that, uh, your experience, they're just cutting corners every way they can. Right. Yeah. Um, So you're in and out of there pretty quick, I imagine, then. I was in and out of that store about 20 minutes. I bought some pins for other people, and that was it. So, I'm guessing what it's coming up on like six o'clock, and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty much done, and I was done. <clears throat> and then, then I met up with one of my other Twitter followers of Fantasyland. I, I was looking to leave by six. Then he's like, Hey, I'm here, want to meet you? So I get met up with him by the mine train, and then I left by like seven fifteen. For sure, yeah. Grab your poster, get the fuck out. What'd you do, monorail to get back to your car? You know, I did not see the ferry. But I saw multiple monorails, so I'm always recommend taking monorail. For sure, yeah. I got stuck on the bus last time we went. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, monorail's fun. Right. Another thing I wanted to bring up yesterday was the pop- popcorn buckets. So did you try why. to get one? Did you get yeah. one? Or did yeah. you want one? I got a regular popcorn bucket that's going to be there for the next 18 months. <laughs> yeah. And this was after 2 p.m. when, the, when <laughs> all the special popcorn buckets were gone. But there was no day off popcorn buckets. But when I I was on the people mover at about 8.30 yesterday, and me and my friend Matt, we were just looking at how short the line for the people mover was and how long the line for the popcorn stand was. The line for the popcorn stand at right in front of Space Mountain went like past the people mover entrance, made a U-turn, made another U-turn. It must have been at least an hour and a half just to get one of those 50 popcorn buckets. Like, I guess the good ones. And when you're saying those those are going to be available the entire time? That's what I was told by a couple of people that are like big Disney people. I just know there's, I know they're not, I know those buckets are not damn only. Well, that makes a lot of sense because especially if they see the demand for it like that. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just keep fucking making them. What is, uh, what's special about these buckets? I, I never saw a single one. They are shaped like a Mickey balloon. Oh, they are? Okay. So they do look pretty cool. Okay. So you got it. You know, without the outer balloon. It's just the inner balloon. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Like the Mickey balloon? You know the Mickey balloons at Disney World, Ben? Where no. It's like, they're basically, it's like <laughs> two balloons where there's a Mickey shaped balloon inside of like a rounded balloon. That's clear. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the inside balloon that's yeah. Mickey shaped is what it looks like. Oh. And it from what I could tell, there was three colors. There was that's like an orange, a blue, and someone a green. Some, someone said that he was waiting in all three lines. <clears throat> that's why there must have been different there must have been different popcorn, like different buckets each stand. Yeah, well, 
suffice it to say, I'd be surprised if you don't see all three at some point available right. within the next yes. month, honestly. Yeah. So there's a popcorn stand. Imagine you're looking at the castle on, in the hub. There's a popcorn stand to the right. That line for the popcorn stand made a U-turn and went all the way to the entrance of Cosmic Rays. Oh, my God. I swear to God, it, is lo- it was longer to get popcorn than by the mine train. So, like, as long as you didn't give a shit about buying merch, it seemed like yesterday was really the day to be there. It was a five-minute wait for Space Mountain at 7 o'clock. Man, that's great. That is unheard of. Jungle Cruise is 40, um, Seven Dwarfs was in the 50s, then it went down to 30s later in the day. Big Thunder was a five. Peter Pan was like a 20 or 25. It it was the best day. now, because maybe for the 60th, I'll come down. Yes. And just count on it being a bunch of vloggers. Yes. And, uh, you know just plan on riding and then dip out midday and go grab lunch at the California grill or something. That's what some people did. Actually, they went to, um, they went out to get lunch and then came back for the fireworks. Well, yeah, you avoid the shit show of the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that kind of reminds me of, um, a while ago, there was that Disney rant of the mom who brought her family to Disney and she was complaining about the millennials without kids. And she oh. couldn't, and like her child was about to pass out, and she oh. couldn't get her child a pretzel. I love that child with millennial story. <laughs> so, and then she uh, believed that anyone with kids should get in front of the line. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's also okay. There's this really funny meme where it shows it shows like a woman sitting holding up a chalkboard, and it was like um, mothers should be able to skip the line for coffee and it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you stay up all late partying with your friends and you got to sleep Uh, in type of thing. And then someone like Photoshopped and changed the chalk message. It was like, um, you wait in the line like everyone else. You're not special because you let someone come inside you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. The funniest thing about that uh, child-free millennial rant is, like, you're allowed to bring snacks in with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're allowed yeah. to bring snacks and waters into, I think, all the theme parks. Yeah. yeah not, so- not during the separate ticket Halloween events. That's different. But for the regular um, for the regular parks, I'm pretty sure you can bring in waters and small snacks into all of them. Yeah, you can bring, like, trail mix or apple slices you know regular kid snacks you're totally allowed to have all of that with you so there's no excuse to be like oh my god my child like no (laughs) remember that video of the people grilling hot dogs on the midway yes so that was at disney springs um on reopening day last may (laughs) oh florida (laughs) that was pretty funny i was there for a reopening day but I, i guess i missed that that's a Florida man story, if there yes. ever was one. <laughs> yeah, so once um, I left around seven, I got my poster, got my maps for a couple lucky people. You're one of them. And, Thank you. Of course. And some, I did see some people like going in and out, in and out, getting more maps, more posters. I'm like, you know what? If you want to waste the time doing that, that's fine. I, I'm just glad that I got one for myself. And 
from what I was told, everyone that I know that left the park after the fireworks, so around like 9.30 or 10, the park never ran out of maps or posters. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that made me happy that the park made enough maps and posters for everyone. I saw nowhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter of, of the park running out. No, but here's the thing, right? Is they're going to make like some of those overpriced art displays using those though. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so for the fireworks, remember Main Street was totally full. Never seen that before. And like, I don't know why these people want to see the fireworks on the first day. I kind of understand they're big Disney people. Some people I was with wanted to and camped out three hours before. Some people didn't care. I'm just the one that didn't care because it's, it wasn't a special fireworks show. The only part that does special fireworks shows on anniversaries is Epcot. And you already knew at this point that it wasn't going to be a special one. So if essentially right. they did, they did uh, fuck all to acknowledge the 50th. Yes. So a lot of people were unsatisfied really heavily about how bad the, the enchantment show was. I have not seen the live stream yet or any videos. I liked harmonious. So I at least need to see enchantment, enchantment before I judge it. So how is harmonious? A lot of people are hating it. Just, you know, people don't like change. Disney fireworks shows are spectacular. Any theme park 4th of July show in like a Cedar Fair Park or any park out of Florida is still not going to be as good as a Disney fireworks show any night of the year. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it, it makes sense. A lot of people are upset about the inclusion of like IPs and stuff. Yes, they are. Because Illuminations did not have any of that. Illuminations told a story. I, I think a lot of people were comparing um, Illum- Harmonious to Illuminations. Now, I think a lot of people are holding on to an Epcot that uh, just does not exist anymore. Right. Yes. Which is unfortunate because I've heard a lot of great things about that park. <clears throat> yes but that's just not the park that exists yeah. in 2021. Right. And it's fine to lament the loss, but also like that shit ain't coming back. So don't hate on it just because it's not something. Yeah. It's like the globe is the globes and pieces from illuminations. The bar has been destroyed. Illuminations is not coming back. Well, just all of it. I mean, you still hear people bitching about fucking horizons on YouTube. Like Jesus fucking Christ. I don't even think I was around when that ride was up there. Well, that's the other thing is like, it's, it's, it's fucking kids that are younger than us bitching about rides that closed before we would have been able to ride them. Yeah. Like chill the fuck out. Why don't you? (laughs) You If you don't want to go to Disney, that's fine. Like I always think about that when people say I'm not going because I don't like the new pass structure. You know what? Don't come. I'll take your reservation. No problem. I wish some of these Disney people would follow through on that threat because then they'd actually I know, get I agree. Okay. So all these people are like, I'm not paying $900 for the equivalent of the gold pass. It's like, yes, you are. What are you going to do when your YouTube channel needs Disney or when you want to go or there's a new show or new fireworks? Of course you're going to get a pass. What are you going to tell your child? That's the thing. If like all of them actually would follow through on the threats, Disney would yeah. change the way they do shit. I've actually never seen someone follow through on a threat when they say I'm not coming. <laughs> That's like people who like all the Kings Island fanboys who said that they wouldn't be renewing their pass because Orion is in a giga. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's a little different 
you can bitch and moan and even stop coming all you want. They're not changing the goddamn ride. Right. <laughs> and also, they're not building a fucking new one. Right. <laughs> so but with Disney, when it's like, when it's like, ah, I don't like the way the new Fast Pass works. Blah, then <laughs> fucking stop paying. If enough of you fuckers stop showing up for real and stop paying, they'll change it. Right, but with the amount of pent-up demand when international travel returns, people are going to be paying for a long time. Well, the I mean, the thing is, really, I mean, if they if it if it affects their actual bottom line, then they'll change it. It's literally like you know they're a business like any other. They're going to only do what makes sense for business. So, like, if they do something where enough people actually are pissed off and are like, "Well, I'm actually not going anymore." Right. Then they'll go, oh shit. Yeah. We need to change that shit. I agree. Um, but Disney fans, I think, are just like coaster fans. It's like, ah, this thing is bleh. Mm. But then we all just fucking keep paying and showing yes. up. <laughs> well, that, that kind of goes back. Oh, also, reminder and um, from the what we were talking about in the Zoom call, remember like the drug addict thing comparison of people who are so hooked on it's like it's like they're getting their dopamine fixed through theme parks and roller coasters and it's like a crack addict getting their supply cut oh yeah so like when people have mental breakdowns it's like in a way their body i bet their brain is going through similar patterns of like a drug addiction because it's their only source of dopamine in their life and they're like their world crumbles when something doesn't go their way i can see that you know that's definitely possible. Yeah. Why I mean, won't you? Why is the mall closed? <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, people having meltdowns because Voyage wasn't open on Friday for Hollywood Nights. You know, like it's like I've been jerking yeah. off to ride. I've I've been wanting to ride this, and I've been jerking off to this ride for the last nine months. I've been edging to it. <laughs> yeah, that Zoom call with you and I on Wednesday, and um, whoever else was there when we discussed all that. That made me never want to go to Hollywood Nights. I hope that next year it doesn't. I don't think it's going to fall on the same weekend as Coaster Mania next year, so that might help things out. Okay, but because okay, so for Coaster Mania, do you have to be a member, a club member, to go to Coaster Mania? I assume you do. Yeah, and you can't. You can only bring in like maybe one guest. Okay. But you said with Hollywood Nights, it's as many guests as you want. Yeah, like if if one person has a membership, they could bring their whole family in. Okay, and then he's the Kingdom, and Kentucky Kingdom, I know, has no membership requirements. Yeah, no, you just buy a ticket. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely never go to Keys of the Kingdom. That, Same. That looks like, that's like on another level of enthusiast fandom that I just don't want to interact with. It's like, I, I wouldn't want to watch a panel. Yeah, right. <laughs> the fact that a panel exists for that scene is incredible. I mean, like, you know, I get it. Like, I, I, I guess, like, I understand it, right? Like, and no, no shit on the people who were on the panel, but just, I'm just amazed that that exists as a concept. Yeah. I still want to know some of these people are selected for the panel. <laughs> yes. Quota. 
Well, also, if you watch the video, the people who showed up to watch the panel, it was pretty much age 14 to 17 year old kids with their parents. Right. And then the questions that were asked were so generic and just kind of cringy. Oh, I didn't even listen to any of that. I just saw who was on the panel and I'm like, I'm not going to this. I didn't even listen to the questions. I, um, this, this makes me want to talk about a really kind of gross trend I've noticed, especially with like vloggers and quote unquote influencers of like wearing your own fucking merch. Why the fuck does everyone do that? So I have some friends that are, that do do that. So I don't want to say a lot of two negative things. Like it's just like advertising saying like, watch my channel gross i think you know it's weird i don't i hate to say this but it's almost like you i understand that if you reach a certain level (laughs) if you like once you get it to a certain point to where i don't know if you're in full-time actual turning a profit status and you're kind of running a company in a way i get it but when it's like some random 19 year old kid who has 800 followers on instagram and he's we- and he has merch and wearing it. It's kind of like different. I don't know. I can name a few. No, I'm thinking anybody at all. And this extends not just mm-hmm. to vloggers. It's like fucking Carrie King wearing a Slayer shirt when they play a concert. Like, <sighs> for fuck's sake, if you have a big audience, <clears throat> promote somebody else that your fans would like that's in the same realm. Well, or think like, about like Rob wearing a theme park review t shirt. <laughs> That's fucking gross and disgusting. Under, under, so first of all, their logo, as someone who studied graphic design and someone who's gay, their logo is atrocious. Uh, the color scheme, the, the way that it fits on the shirt, the font, it's pretty gross. And then on top of it, a black t shirt. And then also the way that he wears the unbuttoned, collared, like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? He wears the button-up, like the short-sleeve button-up, but unbuttoned with the theme park yeah, review like shirt that underneath weird it. early 2000s oh. trend that died a long time ago, but somehow he doesn't realize it's been gone. Oh, I've, I've never really paid attention to what he wears, but next time I see him at some events, now I'm, I'm going to have to look. Well, that's that's if it's not Halloween when he'll be dressed as a taco. Oh. <laughs> but... I don't know. I think wearing your own merch is fucking tacky. Like, either support somebody else's shit that's a little bit smaller but would fit your audience, or just wear something else. But, like, how big is your fucking head that you gotta be like, I'm wearing my own shirt? I don't know. Oh, okay. But see, if I had a theme, if I had, okay, if I had a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks, like, uh, if I had a trucker hat with the vented back panel and it had a little Your Favorite Coaster Sucks logo. I might wear that to a park. Not not for advertisement, just because it's a utility. Like a hat is a utility. And it's like, oh, I, I, ha- I have this. I've worn the YFCS shirt when I've been to a park before. I mean, I appreciate that. That's fucking cool. And I think a hat actually would be different if it's your own merch. The shirt is so prominent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, and I, I do I appreciate that you uh got a shirt and you wore it out. And if you feel like sending us a picture, we'll post it up. Okay, sure. But um, 
And that goes for anybody out there. If you send us a picture of yourself in a, your favorite coaster sh- suck shirt, we will definitely share it on our socials. So bonus points to the Dianetics theme park challenge if you're wearing a your favorite coaster suck shirt. That's awesome. In fact, if you buy your favorite coaster suck, suck shirt for the Dianetics theme park channel, challenge will reimburse the shirt. Do you have a copy? Do you have a copy of Dianetics? No, I do not. (laughs) Do you have a real one or a fake one? (laughs) Neither. So, um, fucking, what's the deal with Tron? Did you go check it out at all? Yeah, so I looked at it when I was on the People Mover. It looks like it hasn't changed. I did see four construction workers. Were they working or were they like looking at shit? They were walking. So neither. <laughs> yeah, none of, none of them using like tools or anything. But I know our next topic is about Guardians of the Galaxy opening next year. I see Guardians opening next year before Tron. <laughs> like, I was hoping for Tron to open yesterday. Well, this is before the closure and everything. But I think October 1st, 2021 was the big goal for Tron. Now I see it opening by like spring break of 2023 during the 50th. Right, yeah. I mean, that seems pretty likely, maybe April. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Guardians opens next year. Um, it was announced, I think, during an earnings call. I like when we have these earnings calls, where you learn what's actually happening. Um, we learned a bunch of stuff that happened, was going on with Disney this week. During these earnings calls, and this is where Disney sees Universal, you, you really learn what's going on, because Parks can say anything they want to, to their guests on social media, to their employees. But when it comes to earnings call, you can't lie no matter what. Because you're talking to your stockholders. Yeah, that's that's always where the the real info comes out. So when it comes to these earnings calls, I usually just like stop working at my main job for maybe 30 to 60 minutes. And I start listening. Because I really learn what's going on. Well, 2022 is, you know going to be a stacked year for florida yeah so we have Guazi, icebreaker guardians maybe tron i don't miss anything no and um yeah no i mean that's that's pretty exciting yeah pantheon's my most anticipated coaster for 2022 originally 2020 yeah pantheon looks great yeah I plan to be there sometime in March, hopefully opening weekend or maybe next weekend, but I definitely plan to be there in March. Nice. Nice. So, so uh, you have any other major plans coming up for this year? For this year, uh, Christmas SoCal trip in the first week of January, but not this year. This year is IAPA and then got enough stuff to do during the parks in December. So maybe I'll see you guys in IAPA this year. Yeah, no. Hope I'm not to make that happen. Yeah, I've been going for six years now. This will be my seventh. And I, I love when I get to see someone or take someone who it, it's their first time. And they're always, like, shocked at, like, how big it is and who's there and all the displays. And I always love um, being there with someone when it's the first time on the floor. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. So hoping I can make that happen. Yeah. Um, I know you said your next topic was... Um, Gina Hunt going down for two months. Um, we'll just go on that very fast. Um, yeah. It was announced on the Bush Gardens um, Rides Wafer page that Gina Hunt will be going out for maintenance October 11th to December 17th. 
Um, this is actually the first um, major refurb that Cheetah has had ever since it opened in May of 2011. Um, there have been some breakdowns, and then it gets posted like the next day, saying Cheetah Hub will not be open this day. I know after the February um, 2014 um, fire department issue, when it got stuck at the top of the hill, it was closed for a few days. Um, but other than that, there's never been a scheduled refurb. So this is the first one. I'm hoping for a paint job. I mean, does it, man, what does it look like now? Like, is it faded at all? The supports are peeling their paint off. The green track still looks fine, but it's the supports that need it more. Do they still have a cheetah race the train? You know, that is a very good question. They don't race the train. I just think they run, and that's it. They they have two cheetah talks throughout the day. Run never at the park, really, to, to see them. Cheetah. Cheetah cone. Yeah, so I'm look, I'm looking forward to seeing um what happens during that two month refurb. And the sheet goes going down for two days next next week, October fourth and fifth. But that's no surprise. It goes down a few days every year. Well, I'm sure uh Cheetah will be running a lot smoother. Yes. And nicer. Wild right. wild idea, but do you think they would get new restraints? I think I definitely think it's possible. I'd love to see those new soft pattern restraints on Cheetah. That would be so cool. Or even like, um, or the, like the because the new ones, the new trains have lap bars only, like a Velocicoaster and all that. I wonder oh, if yeah, maybe they'll do that because I don't Cheetah Hunt doesn't have any extreme forces really. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. So maybe it'd be cool if they got a lap bar on there. Right. Rather than the over the shoulders. Because that only does, what, one of those rolls, right? Yeah, there's one heartline roll and that's it. Yeah, I think that could definitely be a lap bar only ride. I remember when it was all hyped up and everyone was thinking it was going to be like Maverick. And then it was just a family coaster and everyone was bitching about it. I liked it when I rode it in 2011 because I hadn't been a Maverick till 2012. I loved it. I think it's really fun for what it is. If you don't expect Maverick, then you'll probably have a good time. Yeah, exactly. It's still the most popular ride there, even after 10 years. Falcon's Fury was never really popular. Um, it was like during its first couple months, but I think it's just too scary to the general public. That ride has an interesting gimmick. I just didn't really like that you don't get like airtime while you're in the face it down oh, position. Yeah. I wish it was just a regular drop. I wish it would do like half face down, half regular drop. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like I kind of wish like you'd be face down and then like you, you went back up before the drop. Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe they'll reprogram it. That'd be cool. <clears throat> Cause I'd, I'd really like to, f- feel the airtime because that feels like it's such a heavy ride vehicle. Yeah. <clears throat> that I'm sure the free fall is really great on there. Yeah, it's a, it's a heavy ride in general. The second piece, the biggest piece, is 119 tons. Random fact. Well, all, Shit. well, the thing about gravity, though, is that all objects fall the same speed regardless of weight. Right. Well, that's true. But, like, I feel like the, it even though it's falling at the same speed, the weight would affect how you feel. 
writings. If that makes sense. You know what yeah, I mean? I agree. What do you what do you mean the way you feel? Like when you're on the object that's falling. Well, no, like literally the entire acceleration is the same. Like whether you're on an SNS or a second gen or a first gen, it's the same um, acceleration as far as free fall. No, SNS is uh, or yeah, that's right. Not free fall. Yeah, right. But Intamin, I think it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it just makes a difference in how it feels, the weight of the vehicle. I know the the actual speed is not changed in any way, shape, or form. It's only going to hit top speed of terminal velocity, right. and that's all it's capable of. But like the way like acrophobia feels different than like the second gen ones. You know what I mean? Right. I could be wrong. Yeah, well, yes. but it's also like acrophobia feels different than like drop zone at Kings Island or whatever it's called drop tower. Yeah. I mean the one, the one difference would be like wind, wind, wind resistance on the second gens with those individual cars. If it's windy. Whoa. Is that you? Oh, I, I threw a Gatorade bottle in my trash can. <clears throat> I didn't think it was going to cause something of a noise. Did you? Did you? Did you like uh, completely Jordan? Yes. Nice. <laughs> that shit exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it was empty. <laughs> I'm actually watching the POV of Cheetah Hunt. I haven't watched this in a while. It looks loose. So let's see here. Um, shit, you do uh, you, real quick before uh, we got to bounce. You've been doing the Halloween events down there in Florida, right? Yeah. So pretty much all the people that are part of this group in Florida have all been to horror nights. Uh, I went to Howl's Scream at Seawall on the first night, and four houses, very small, less than half the park, only two rides open, Infinity Falls and Mako. Um, hopefully that changes in the next couple of years. Um, I'm sure the event will get bigger. I really liked it. Um, I've been to so many Halloween events. I go to Horror Nights a couple times every year. I go to House Scream. I went to House Scream in San Antonio last week. Houses are the same. People jump out of you. You know where they're going to be. But the shows in Orlando were so good. The Siren Show was my favorite. Like Because there's five stages. you got to keep turning around and looking at different stages. And they... The actors pretend to kill people. And then the Monster Stomp show has people using knives to play on a coffin. Yeah, it was really great. Nice. So nice. I recommend that you go to Howl's Scream at least once. And 10 years ago, um, I don't think Steel ever would have thought of hosting Howl's Scream. No one, ever, no one ever thought of it until that surprise announcement in June. And then it, it shocked the world. Like, oh my God, Steel is having Howl's Scream. And I should have known this because San Diego announced Hollow Screen back in February. But it, it makes sense. The company's focusing towards um, festivals and events and bars. And the Seal San Antonio Hollow Screen had five bars. Dang. Yeah. Well, I mean, Orlando has so many great areas with like good foliage that's so dense, it's very dark naturally. Yes. So I feel like that park just really extends itself well to a Halloween event. And the area that Howl's Scream is in, it's not in any animal area at all. 
So a lot of people were always concerned, how are we going to do the animals at two in the morning and the animals aren't even in the house being area. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. So you enter, you don't enter the main front gate. You enter in a back gate by the Sea Harbor pavilions, like near the back of the parking lot, like the, where the overflow parking lot is, that's where the house street parking lot is. And then you enter that way. There, there's old ticket booths. They move some of the kiosks. Yeah. Old, old ticket booths for guest services. Um, Old, old pavilions that haven't been used in a long time, and that's all for how to stream now. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, how's how's um, Halloween Horror Nights this year? Um, busy, crowded, thousands of people. That's probably where I got sick with my bronchitis. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. But shit, I really liked it. Um, again, not a fan of the big houses. I'm just <coughs> sorry. I've been in so many that I just don't see the point of some of them. The icons house are the best. Cause you see chance and like Jack the clown walking on a throne. Like, Oh, that was, awesome. That was amazing. And then there's so many Easter eggs. There's Easter eggs in the case files house where it says October 25th, 1991. Cause that was the first day of Friday nights in 1991. Like I thought that was so cool. Nice. Yeah. And then the, Halloween nighttime fuel show is in the old Bill and Ted theater because um, Universal is no longer partnered with Academy of Villains. So there had to be a new show. And oh, that show is so good. There's fire stunts and magic stunts where the main character disappears, but you don't know that he's disappearing. And some people throw spears into the cage that you think he's in. Oh, it was so cool. I, I had a free ticket to go when I went. I'm going to buy another ticket just to see that show again. Sounds awesome, man. And then, then there's a water fountain show too in the in the lagoon that I missed, so I want to see that. It seemed that the most popular house was the Haunting of Hill House. Because that's like an IP from Netflix. I've never seen the show. Um, but some of those express lines, Universal needs to like really increase the, the price of Express or n- no longer sell frequent fear or ultimate fear with Express. Universal just needs to stop selling that. I know the prices of that have gone up in the past few years. But people are still buying the combo passes with Express. And for people that have like single day Express, they get really angry. I paid $150 and I'm still waiting 30 minutes in the Express line. Dang. Now, did you have Express passes? I did, yes. So I had a single day ticket and I did spend $70 on Express when I went. And you were still waiting, what, up to 30 I minutes? I was still waiting. Um, it was a Wednesday. It wasn't a Saturday. Um, so I still waited about 15 to 20 minutes for two of the houses, but most of the houses I waited less than 10. Okay. Well, it seems reasonable for a weekday. Right. It's funny. The longest express line I had was the welcome to scary house, which I think is one of the least popular houses, but it was the longest express line. Cause I went just after the nighttime fuel show ended. That's where everyone else went. Like that was my mistake. Oh shit. Yeah. But, Are they doing anything with Diagon alley? No. Um, Diagon Alley's never been part of Halloween Horror Nights. It's been it's open for Horror Nights to for the rides and the the shopping, but there's nothing spooky about it. Unfortunate, but yeah. you know, hey, I'm sure J.K. Rowling's very hard to work with. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the sense I've gotten. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, overall, I guess did you have a good time at the fiftieth yesterday? Yeah. Um, so. I've always been told, 
I've been telling myself, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. I don't know if I'm going to want to spend $158. I did as an impulse move back in January, thinking I was going to want to go. Then as it got closer, I'm like, what if I have to work? And what if I, have, what if I don't want to go? What if I think it's going to be too crowded? I'm so glad I went. And it's not just because of the maps and the posters that I got. For, for the rest of my life, I can say I was there. And no one can take that away from me. So I'm really glad I went. I saw a lot of people that I wasn't even expecting to be there. Um, met up with a couple of Twitter followers who I, I talked to but never met. Um, and then some more people were there that I just didn't get to run into. Um, but I'm really glad I went. I was not expecting those wait times to be as short as they were. So I recommend going on the 55th. <laughs> I was gonna say just. I was gonna say just wait next year for the like wait till next year for the next anniversary event. Uh, yeah, no, next year the big anniversary, the Epcot 40th. So everyone make your reservations now because it's gonna, they're probably a big fireworks show. Oh, and they'll actually have a new ride. Yeah, maybe Guardians will open on October first of twenty twenty two. So wait, is, is Tron? Wait, it's, okay. So where's Tron? That's Magic Kingdom. Yes. Okay. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is Epcot? Epcot, yes. Okay. And Tron has no opening date as of yet. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was just announced. Opening year is 2022. No yeah. further information. So I definitely see summer of the earliest, but October 1st, 2022 is the latest for Guardians. Well, we shall see what happens. Yeah. And every anniversary, like every five-year anniversary, I recommend just go to the Disney Park, the 2025th, whatever park is celebrating their five anniversary, just go and just enjoy us. You can always say, I was there and I'm so glad I went. Like, I had the best time. I saw yeah, so sounds, many people. Sounds like if your goal isn't to buy merchandise or to live stream, then you'll have a good time. Yeah, I didn't have the goal of buying the 50th merchandise. My goal was not to do blogging or live streams, whatever. My goal was not to see the be the first person to see the fireworks show. So because of that, I had a great time. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Right on. All right. Well, um, I had a real quick uh, wrap up with our annoying shit we always do. Um, you know, the deal. So give me just a sec. Um, fucking leave us a review wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. We appreciate it. Five stars. Tell us uh, who is your f- favorite Disney character and why without using the letter E. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can get in touch with us real easy. Um, 312-572-9552 or your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com or of course your favorite coaster sucks.com. That's uh that's the easy one there. Um yeah. Uh bunch of people to thank on the Patreon train. If you wanna join these fine folks, we do some cool shit over on Patreon. We got a Zoom hang we do every month with everybody there. Uh that's always a fun time. Michael, I know you were there on the last one. You've been there for several of them. What do you think? I have fun with you guys. Um, the one thing I would have changed about the one on Wednesday, the three days ago that we had, there's no notice. Like I get the email at like 8.30 PM when I'm getting ready to go to bed. Um, I just wish you guys did more notice with that, but I still have fun. Um, the more people that we have, the more fun it is. And oh, that's that my try to stay up. That was my fuck up for not posting it on the Patreon early enough. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so that will be fixed for October, or uh, yeah, for October's call, because that was September's call. So we will have October's call. So if you're hearing this on the day it comes out, there's still time to join if you'd like to get in on uh, this month's call. So uh, another thing we do is we give a shout out to everybody on the list. So we'll go down real quick. Uh, thanks to all these fantastic people, Michael Flynn, Samuel Jacobson, Ryan Cosson, Dave Coaster Talk, No BS Zone, Keith Irio, Coaster Ferg, Davis Skelton, Danon Rafferty, Hemi, Sean Brookheiser, Drew B., Gabriel Ludwiski, Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon. Hey, that's familiar. Yes. Tristan Cox, uh, Stefan Feinbaum, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, and, of course, our homie Prairie Coaston. All those fine people. And if you want to join that list of awesome folks who are cooler than Ben and I, then it's very easy. Just hop on over to patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. Um, I think that's it. You got anything else, Ben? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> you sound so enthused. <laughs> I, I'm, How about- I'm, I'm listening. So listening to the whole experience end to end of the 50th, I'm, I'm exhausted and I kind of want to nap. <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen that, how exhausted I was after yesterday. That's how I felt watching the live streams the whole day. I didn't watch any of these live streams because I was in the park, and I want to watch them with them. I, I would recommend checking them out. Maybe you'll see yourself. I don't know. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm glad you had a good time, though, on the whole. And uh, it, was, it was great to have you on and chat about, you know, Walt Disney World 50th anniversary get a good in-depth uh, trip report from you, especially since you weren't participating in the vlogging or live streaming. Uh, yeah. Just the tweeting aspect of it. And I was enjoying your Twitter. That was pretty funny. Thank you. Yeah. Just, you remember the picture I posted when I was in front of the castle? The entire crowd waiting for the fireworks. This was three hours before 9 o'clock. Oh, my god! And the hub was... I've never seen that bad. Do you want to give your Twitter in case anyone wants to follow you? Yeah, so you guys can follow me at, at Michael underscore Muldoon. Perfect. And do you have uh, other accounts anywhere that you post stuff or um, anything else that you want to plug? Um, so I'm a correspondent of the Facebook page, Stand with SeaWorld. So if you guys want to follow that too as well, I do a lot of posting there um, when I'm at the SeaWorld parks. For sure. Definitely. Go go give that a follow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, and you're you're awesome on Twitter. And, of course, the SeaWorld content. You're the the main SeaWorld guy. (laughs) But, yeah, thanks for coming on, man, and sharing your experience. Yeah, it's it's, it's been an honor. Thanks for having me on, you guys. You guys are always great to hang out with. And I'll see you in November here, too. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, we end the show by saying your favorite coaster sucks in just, like, a really bad unison. Okay. So I'll just kind of cue us up. Uh, Ben, you ready? Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for uh, being on, Michael. And uh, thanks for listening. And until next time. Your, your, your favorite, favorite coaster sucks. Coaster sucks. Yeah. And.